Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. They were sharper, um, obviously, than we were. As you mentioned, we had chances. They were sharper, and, and we need uh, to look in the mirror on that. I know we will, um, but uh, we, we generated looks that uh, you know could have been converted probably with a little bit more. And, um, you know, obviously that is not good enough. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, you talk about the, the night being – Akposo is the 1,000th game. Uh, I know our group. I know they'll be ex- extremely disappointed and down as a result, uh, and they will look in the mirror. They are on the ice once again, that group, and they are significantly shorthanded um, compared to a day ago. Welcome into Sabres Live. On the heels of a loss to the Boston Bruins, it is hard to believe, but then maybe not hard to believe, the actual numbers in this head-to-head series. The Bruins have won 18 of the last 20 head-to-head games, and um, it it most definitely felt that way after a rough first period for the Sabres last night, Marty. The, the uh, unfortunate... Um, pattern that has happened on home ice this year is that all five losses have looked almost identical and they have not figured out a way to get things turned around in their favor early enough in games on home ice. I will suggest that this one lost very identical to the one in Pittsburgh on Saturday night, despite the fact that, you know, the Sabres got a couple of goals. It was, hey, you look at the numbers. They look decent. Shot attempts are close enough. High danger chances are close enough. Uh, puck possession was actually in Sabres favor. Um, so you, you're putting it all together and you're saying, okay, it's close enough, but close enough is not good enough right now because there was a big, big difference in how Pittsburgh played and how Boston played and how Buffalo played. And it is come back to what Don Granado talked about yesterday. Pace, go, speed, execution, like all of it. Every time Boston had the puck on their stick, it was gone. Boom, boom. It was gone in a second, in a flash. They knew where they were. They knew what play they were executing. Boom, it was in a flash. And with Buffalo, it's two, three strides, hang on to the puck. Two, three strides, hang on to the puck. Let's make a pass. Oh, we made a pass. Now it's two, three strides, hang on to the puck. There's no speed in the game right now and unfortunately it is it is making things look worse because when you watch it you're like okay where are the glorious scoring chances where are the on-man rushes where are the 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 looks 
that you know you can generate and they're not there. So the numbers at the end of the night are like, whatever, shot attempts and high danger chances, but it's, it's the look of it all that is very troublesome. There couldn't have been any odd man rushes last night, right? Um, you know what? Funny enough, when you look at the numbers, it was going to say that the Sabres, I think, at seven, even straight on man rushes. And it's okay. They got a three on two. That it will be considered a non man rush in a situation oh, that, that is a failed cross ice pass that resulted in no shot, right? And no shot. That's what yeah. it is. It's like three on two. But, but are you coming in three on two and then within 15 feet of the blue line? You're caught up. You're caught from behind. You're caught because Boston has now got five bodies in the way. Like, there were so many of those instances where you're like, oh, it looks like they may jump forward, but nothing happens. And, 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 and you know, you don't have to, to watch every single minute of every single game to see what playing fast looks like. Just mm-hmm. like look at, at Boston. Transition, boom, they go up the ice. It's one quick pass to pass an act. It's in the back of the net. It wasn't, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to, you know, look for another option. It's do what you're good at. And Boston does that very well. And Buffalo right now has got this identity crisis. Now I can say it's an identity crisis because they have steered so far from that identity that it doesn't look like themselves. It'd be easier if it was an identity theft because you just call a 1-800 number and get a new card and move on. But I don't think it's going to be that easy. No, it's not going to be that easy. And that is our question right now on Sabres Live on social media. It's, you know, Sabres could try to replace Tate Thompson's production in the lineup with blank. And if everybody was going and if the team was rolling and you lose Tage, it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll put Casey Middlestat there or we'll put Dylan Cousins there and we'll just call somebody up. Mm-hmm. Right now, my answer blank is, is almost not able to answer because there's there's not a, a group that is that is pushing to say hey you could you could put Wayne Gretzky in his a day in that position right now is that going to make the rest of the team find their speed and find their pace and find their go I don't think it does it's everybody else that's got to find that well you were begging Rob Ray in the pregame show last night to play a hundred more so we could get to a thousand so maybe that's your answer. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely not uh, pace and speed and quickness and go if we bring robbery onto the ice at this moment. But you're, it, it, that's really what it comes down to. And we got some great response. A lot of them are centered around Cousins and Middlestat saying, okay, well, somebody's going to have to play that top line center. And, you know, is, is that going to be Middlestat with Skinner? And, well, we'd like to see Tuck there. But he's not at practice today. It's still big question mark for Friday night and, and Sunday and whatnot. So we don't know if that's going to be there. Is it Dylan Cousins who's going to be put in a position to say, hey, okay, you've been playing on the wing a little bit lately. Now you got to move to the middle and you're going to have to play a bigger role. He doesn't look 100% himself right now. So that's hard to do. Uh, so those are some of the answers. A lot of answers is bring up Yuri Kulik, right? And say, hey, let's play the the the, the kid, the kid that's performing so well in Rochester. Um, but even if you bring him up, who else is gonna support that? Who else is gonna play at that that production and and identity that the Sabres have had? One guy won't change that. So that's the big issue. 
Byro, of course, was sent down this week. They still have Quinn, uh, Benson, Tuck, and Comrie among those who are not 100% yet, Quinn being the longest ways off. And um, Tage Thompson's news is the biggest story from last night. And it's a significant injury, uh, presumably to his left hand, based on where the shot that he blocked ended up making an impact on him. And... um, there was a lot of frustration in that uh, individual in that moment on the heels of a previous moment that felled him with a lower body injury in the first period. So uh, all around, uh, just an unpleasant experience for the blue and gold and um, and those in that room, especially. No, and when we saw Tage leave the ice, you, you knew right away that there was something wrong, right? He slammed his sick uh, with his right hand on the board and went right down the tunnel. In the first period, when he got the tripping from Charlie McAvoy, that should have been a penalty, um, you know, it, he left and it was very roaresome uh, because we didn't know what was wrong. He just sat there in, 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 in confusion. What is happening to me? Um, they said it was a cut and it, you know, obviously when you look at the replay, you could see that McAvoy skate and the blade comes right on top of Tage Thompson's left skate. So was that a cut that, you know, to the top of the foot, to the ankle area, whatnot, he's good enough to come back. Um, he wasn't, he didn't look a hundred percent, but knowing Tage, he, he was going to battle. He was going to go in and say, I'm going to battle. And that's why. He was out there killing a penalty at four nothing, because you're gonna take shots that you're on the penalty kill or not. You're gonna block shots that are gonna hurt. You're gonna block shots that are gonna be fine. Um, so Tage is out there doing his job, and he took that one right inside the left hand. And yeah, I've seen it happen so many times. Um, you know, I I remember in New York we lost Ryan Callahan for a while because he blocked a shot the same way, and a significant time. Who knows what that means? Is it eight weeks? Is it 12 weeks? Is it six? Significant time at this moment um, is not having Tage for, you know, the next few weeks is going to be tough. Yeah. And as you were saying, um, it, it's it's made more difficult because not everybody else is flying offensively right now. And when you talked about, you know, the lack of pace and a pass and then hesitation and a pass and then hesitation. Um, where do you see this um, fault or flaw uh, in its roots? Like, is it is it in their own zone? Is it being lost in the neutral zone? Like, where where is this problem stemming from, in your opinion? Well, it, the lack of offense is stemming from the transition and the attack, right? The attack mentality, getting the puck and putting it on that quick, like Victor Olofsson's second goal. And for that matter, both goals are a perfect example of when you move the puck quickly and you get it towards the net quickly, you're going to get bounces. Victor said after the game, I got a good bounce in the first one. You know what, Victor? Um, Yes, it's a, it's a great bounce, but many players in the NHL get good bounces when the puck moves quickly and the other team isn't set to be able to counter that. So you get Owen Power that gets the puck. He takes one stride and shoots it. He didn't take two, three strides. He didn't go to the outside. He got to the middle, got it on net, missed the net, comes back to Victor. Second goal, Victor scored. He's like around the net. And then he's like, oh, I got to back out of here. And he backed out towards the slot area. And even though he got the puck on the wrong side of him, he had to spin around to be able to shoot it. 
He didn't spin around and look to give it to the defense and go D to D and go down to the corner and try to make a perfectly the shot. He took, he, he spun around and shot it. He played quick. And so for me, the quickness to create offense is obviously more into transition in the offensive zone. Now, there's also a quickness that is not there right now in the defensive zone. And when you get the puck, right, are you moving it up? And and for me, there's two reasons for that. One, I feel like the forwards are too far up the ice. It's almost like they're like, we got to play quick, so we're going to go. But you're so far up the ice that that passing is, lane is not open. Mm-hmm. And two is often the D get the puck and they slow things down. And instead of getting the forward, you know, 25 feet away from you, because you slowed things down and you came back behind your net, now the forward is 80 feet from you because you didn't make the play when it was there. So I think it's all over the ice at this moment where the uh, the lack of pace and the lack of speed is in two different ways. One is limiting your offense and one is actually um, limiting your, your exiting the, the zone. Right. It's counterproductive at both ends. It's um, very much so. Yeah, so it also means that adding Patrick Kane, adding Yuri Kulik, adding Isaac Rosean, uh, these are these are not one stroke of the pen wonders that are going to make a difference. Presumably, if the group is this challenged and or inconsistent, shall we say? Yeah, because I mean, I, I passed to Joe here as a great like response to our Twitter question and it's basically said, you know, bring up Kulik and Rosen to play together because they play together in Rochester. So you're not just bringing one. And that may actually be the way to say, Hey, we're not going to replace one with one. Like you're not going to replace Tage Thompson just by bringing Yuri Kulik. But if you were to say, let's bring up a couple together and play them together and say, do exactly what you've been doing but try to do it at the NHL level, which is a hundred times harder. Mm-hmm. So and you can't expect them to come in and all of a sudden have this huge impact, but it may alleviate some of the one has to replace another, right? It may actually fit in more into the, well, you have 12 forwards and any given nights right now, you have one or two that are playing with good pace, um, but there's 10 or 11 that are not. So if you were to bring two, well, maybe you get four or five right now that would play with good pace, which is a step forward. And then maybe that translates to six and seven. Maybe that goes to 10 and 12, right? That may be the 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 way to look at it. But I mean, you'd still have rosters and you still have players and you don't have, you know, you can't put everybody on waivers. You you still have rules you got to abide with. So um if Benson is going to return, yeah, and Benson's if Tuck, close, Tuck's close. I mean, so and Comrie's close, so that's three guys that will be activated. I'm sorry, who was the last one? Comrie. Oh, Comrie is going to make the, the trip. Forwards, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it affects roster flexibility. If you have mm-hmm. three players that all of a sudden are going to be on your roster and playing well, games, Tuck's on the roster now. So yes, so yeah. that's Benson and Comrie that would be coming up uh, from IR. Um, that limits the amount of players or call ups that you probably could put in because you have roster restrictions. Yeah. Well, um, you know, obviously when I mentioned Byro uh, went down after he got back to full health uh, based on the fact that they like him, he could 
promptly be recalled and uh, put into this equation. Rusek didn't play an awful lot, only three shifts in the third period last mm -hmm. night. So maybe if they are looking at different individuals, then it, maybe it's possible to likely, perhaps, that, that Rusek would go back down and they would bring up someone, um, you know, from the top line, if you will, like a, a Kulik or a Roseanne. But I honestly, I, I think they'd prefer to just get Benson and Tuck back in there right now with the existing healthy group. But of course, at practice today, not only was Tuck absent, but uh, Greenway, Krebs, and Yoki Haru were not on the ice as well. So uh, Tuck is a big piece. Tuck is a huge piece to me because you've seen now three games. So that was Friday, Saturday, and last night. Mm -hmm. Friday was a, a win that Devin Levi played incredibly well in yep. uh, Minnesota. To me, they played with more pace uh, mm -hmm. than Buffalo, but Buffalo was able to get the win. Saturday was not good in Pittsburgh. First. They they scored first and they got goaltending, right? That that was big. Um, you know, getting goaltending is is the 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 what do you call it? The um the neutralizer in this whole thing, right? Like, I mean, Washington is seven one and one. They had no business winning last night. It's a one-nothing game, right? With Vegas. Vegas had breakaways and two-on-ones. Charlie Lindgren played out of his mind. Washington wins. I know your guy catches right hand. Love it. There was Sorry, two right-handed catcher yesterday. Yeah, yeah. One looked like a street hockey goalie and one looked like a real goalie. And Logan Thompson looked like a street hockey goalie a couple of times in the game, but whatever. Like, hey, the, did you notice how bad, uh, speaking of bad looks, uh, you happen to walk by the Bruins uh, room in the morning? Yes. You see some of their game day attire? No. I was convinced they were the Golden Knights. Oh, it, it looks very it much resembled like Vegas. nothing that the Bruins have ever worn. Oh, okay. Like, well, and I'm like, what's going on here? Somebody got to get their color schemes right. Oh, well, only sometimes teams. you, I know, and they've been around for a long time, so you would think they'd yeah. figure that yeah, out. Yeah, like but, it wasn't hundredth, it wasn't hundredth anniversary celebration yeah. colors, like different it was colors and different colors. look. Yeah. Well, uh, who knows what that you know ordering? Obviously, Maybe it came it up wrong, and they're like, sidebar. "My apologies." No, but. that's all right. Uh, I'm but, here to be. Uh, but I'm know. just saying, goaltending is the great neutralizer sometimes. So you know, you snuck out a win against Minnesota. Levi played extremely well, but in Saturday at Pittsburgh and last night, you're really missing Alex Tuck. And yeah, Alex Tuck is 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 a big man that skates well, that plays with pace, that counters and transition and all of it. But yeah, as much as I say one person can't change everything, it can definitely help if you're that player. And if Alex Tuck is to come back at some point, hopefully it's sooner rather than later, uh, it will help because without him, they've really lost a step. Yeah, and I don't think Skinner has been uh, as effective either. No. Honestly. And, and Alex knows how to play with Jeff Skinner. He yeah. knows how to – where he is. He knows how to get him to puck. Like – we haven't seen Jeff in the last three games Two. really getting. He had a goal and an assist in the other one. Yeah, but I haven't Minnesota. seen him getting the puck in over the blue line, go around the D, puck in the corner. Like, you know, I haven't seen him getting the puck and, and entering the zone like he usually does in three games. And a big part of that is is how Tuck can find him and, and give him that options to to play his game. Well, I'm sure many, if not most, who are tuning in today would be surprised that uh, it's taken 18 minutes for you to focus on the goaltending because there yeah. was a goaltending change last night. 
Um, but all apologies, uh, the loss and Tage Thompson's injury were the biggest stories of the night. Um, how, I mean, what's it like for Devin Levi? Um, you win, you don't get the next game, you wait, and then your next game doesn't resemble the previous game at all. Well, I, consistency is going to be obviously something that he'll have to work on. Uh, not consistency just within game to game, but in his play. I felt like he was so under control Friday and did not chase the game, did not slide too far out. Like, okay, there was a couple moments, but I think that's going to, that's part of his skill set and he's got to adjust to it. Uh, yesterday, it was, he was all over the place. And, and look, it comes with, Sometimes wanting to do too much, being playing against Boston, and they're coming on a three-on-two, boom, Fastenex in the back of the net. There's another three-on-one after Allmark made the poke check, um, and he was he 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 looked like lost. He looked like he was chasing. Even on some of the saves that he made, he looked like, okay, am I am I doing the right thing? When the Sabers gave up the fourth goal early in the second period, I thought. That may be the time to pull Devin Levi. Now, you know, you look at it and you say, let's give him another little bit. Let's let's see what you can get. And he did make a really big save on JVR. James Van Reeves, like later in the in the game, uh, Sabres ended up on the power plate and there was a penalty kill. Um, and then at five nothing, I thought, OK, well, that's going to be the end of the night. There's seven and a half minutes left in the in the game. There's probably a minute and a half before the next commercial break. I looking at it and with my experience in the game, I would think that Don Granado was looking to make a goalie change and was probably going to wait until the commercial break because the building was angry. It was five, nothing. If you pull Levi, you know, everybody sees it. It's, and I'm not saying you want to protect your players, but I thought he was like, okay, it's five, nothing. Let's wait for the commercial break. Let's give UPL a chance to get in get stretched out, skate around a little bit. There's going to be a commercial break. Now they scored to make it 5-1 and the building is in a different, you know, place. And at that moment, I was watching the replay again. Like UPL is about to give the handshake to the players, you know, that are going to come by the bench. And then he, he looks over and then he goes down the tunnel, grabs his mask and goes on the ice. Mm. I think Don just felt like there was an opportunity to just maybe protect Levi a little bit get him out while nobody was really focusing on that and put UPL in. And at the same time, there was going to be a commercial break coming up. UPL was going to get to skate around and, and fill the game. So um, I think that's what the, this, I don't know. I, I didn't talk to Don and I'm just using my experience on it. I think that's probably was the, the, the thinking was with that, that pull after the Sabres had scored a goal. So uh, with Comrie uh, expected to go on the trip here coming up, what is your expectation for goalie usage slash rotation? Well, I mean, expectations. Uh, I've been known over the last two seasons now, this year and last year, to always guess the wrong starting goalie. Um, would I like to see three different goalies getting wins consecutively on this road trip? Absolutely. I would like to see it. I think you got to get Comrie back in the net. Whenever he's healthy, um, it could be Winnipeg, right? He played with the Jets. Um, maybe that's, uh, gives him a boost to go back into Winnipeg and play against the Jets. Maybe it's later in the week. You give him a few more practice day, but he's been on the ice quite a bit. 
as soon as Eric Comrie is healthy, for me, he goes in. If he's, you know, cleared to play and you're making the uh, roster movement to get him off the injured reserve, I think he plays that very first game. Is that going to be Friday against Winnipeg? Don't know if he'll be, you know, that roster move will be made by then. But as soon as he's ready to go, you put him in. Um, if it's not Friday, then Lukanen goes Friday, and then we figure out next week when it comes. Kyle Connor is tied for the league goal-scoring lead, the least talked about great goal scorer in the NHL the past seven years. He leads the NHL with four game winners, and he is flying on a Winnipeg team that yeah. uh, uh, was expected to have an interesting, if not even more challenging offseason than they did. Uh, they've made some moves. They didn't make as many as some thought. And then they made some signings, which probably surprised a few people, but they seem to be in a really good place despite some uh, difficult times personally. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. For uh, head coach Rick Bonus you know, who had stepped away and with Scott O'Neill, you know, running things there. Um, and even without sensational Connor Hellebuck numbers, they're yeah. doing pretty well. No, they're doing well. Look, Cal Connor last year, it took him 25 or 30 games almost to get to 10 goals. Uh, he got to 10 goals in 14 games this year. And now he's got seven goals in his last four. Like that's to me is, is he, Look, he's a great goal scorer, but he doesn't, he's not big. He's not overly strong. He doesn't outmuscle you. He's just got a great knack for the net. He's got a great shot uh, and finds that, that quiet area. Something that 
we we've we've been talking about when you look at the Sabres. Like Victor found that quiet area in the slot yesterday on the second goal. But mm-hmm. how many times have we now seen players getting a great opportunity from the slot, right? On a passing play, you get the puck, boom, you're in the slot, you get a good shot. Very few times. We're not seeing it. And I always say like youth hockey is always like, if we can't score, let's get the puck to the point with a shot on net and create chaos, right? We heard many coaches, even in Buffalo over the last little while here say, we got to create chaos at the net. I say, that's when you're out of ideas. That's when you're out of creativity as to how to create offense. You're like, oh, let's just throw things at the net and see what happens. But the good teams, they find transition. They find power play options. They find five-on-five options in the offensive zone. That's what the Sabres found all last year. Like They they weren't a team that created offense by just throwing pucks to the net from the blue line and hope it went off somebody's pants and in. It was... We're going to hang on to puck. We're going to find plays. We're going to have seen plays. Right now, you're not finding that in Buffalo. Winnipeg, Cal Connor, you look at all his goals the last few games, that's what they're finding. That's why their offense is is clicking right now. All right, big morning tomorrow. We will uh, hopefully not be braving uh, harsh elements, I suspect. Have you looked at the forecast, Marty? I have not looked at the forecast. Okay, you look I up talk- at the forecast while I read the note here. And the note for is it. a strong reminder. In fact, a massive encouragement from us for you to get in your car, buy some turkeys, and then hand them off to us. It's called Turkeys for Tickets. It's the annual drive with Odyssey, with Wegmans, with the Sabres. It starts at 7 a.m. tomorrow. And it will take place at the Key Bank Center surface lot. You can enter off Baltimore Street via Perry Street. Or you can go to the Wegmans in Amherst on 675 Alberta Drive. Or, I think it's the most popular one, the Wegmans in West Seneca at 370 Orchard Park Road. And, of course, for every 20-pound turkey dropped off, or the equivalent of a 20-pound turkey, which we will not revisit from our discussion yesterday, uh, that 20-pound turkey is good for two tickets to an upcoming Sabres home game and the vouchers will be distributed by volunteers at the drop-off site to benefit Buffalo City Mission and Feedmore Western New York. Weatherman Marty, what do you have for us? Okay, first of all, um, you and I and uh, Pat Coletta will be at the Wegmans in West Seneca, I believe. Um, I talked to Pat Coletta yesterday. My word of advice is dress warm because it's early in the morning. The sun's not up yet and it's cold. Now, my weather app right now is telling me that it will be 42 degrees at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning with clear skies. Nice. And that by, you know, eight o'clock, it will go up to 44 and by nine will be up to 48. So the, oh. the sun will be up and warming things up. It will be actually 60 tomorrow during the day. How about the wind though? No, the wind is like eight, uh, no, five, six miles an hour, like a light wind. It's not 10, 12 miles an hour. So I think we were going to have a great morning, mm-hmm. uh, collecting turkeys. People, turn the heat on in your car a little bit more when you get to the line because we reach into your car to get the turkey. Would you put your window down and the heat comes out? It's always nice to get like a little warmth from the cars that come through. Don't put the turkeys by those heat vents. Keep them chilled and we'll take them from you and hand off vouchers for tickets. One half of Dan and Razor coming up next on Sabres Live. 
presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres are 500 on the road. That's where they will spend the bulk of the time in the next few weeks. And coming off a loss to Boston last night on home ice that has uh, set them back one game under 500 overall. Dan Dunleavy is with us here on Sabres Live to give a uh, perspective from the you know, what you saw from your vantage point last night, Dan, but uh, yeah. maybe maybe less about the game and more about the significant injury sustained by Tage and its impact moving forward. Yeah, that was, I think for all of us, um, I wasn't feeling great last night going in. This is personal, but I'll tell you why. It, it leads to the entire story. I wasn't having just a great night going into the game myself. I was a little bit not under the weather, but just suddenly didn't feel great. And then as the game went on and then Tage went out with the first knock and you were just hoping, uh, I remember talking to Rob between periods thinking you really hope that's, if you, I'm sure you guys have both had this where your knee buckles and it pops and you start freaking out thinking something terribly wrong has happened to it. And then all of a sudden you find that really 20 minutes later, you're walking around and everything's okay. So uh, before knowing exactly what had happened on the play, uh, and that there was actually a cut there. I was thinking, okay, let's let's hope that's it. Yeah. And then you saw the block, um, and with that, obviously missing the the very low gloves that a lot of the forwards wear, and you thought that's not going to be great. And I just thought, oh boy, uh, this thing, given the start on the score sheet, and then Tage and just everything that was going on, and what was supposed to be this great and uh, really feel good night, which it was for Kyle Pozo in many ways, just went down a slope that you you wanted to feel that the guys could climb their way back and they certainly worked hard at trying to find that way back, but it, it just never happened. So yeah, it was a night where kind of the air was sucked out of the building a little bit, Brian, I think, and you were really fighting hard just as the players were to, to keep that, that hope and momentum up on your own end. And um, you know, there were some bright lights as you guys talked about in, in intermissions and in post game yesterday that in the totality weren't enough to survive everything that happened yesterday. Uh, but hopefully couple of lessons were learned that can get you through this next significant amount of time, whether it be four, six or however many weeks we're talking. Yeah. And it wasn't a, you know, you, you try to find some positive and sometimes, you know, individually. And now we ask people like, okay, so how do you uh, try to replace stage Thompson's production in the lineup? Right. And that's a fill in the blank today. And, and it's hard, it's hard to come up with, with one guy, it's it's the whole team has to be faster, quicker, make better plays with the puck. Um, sometimes when you're up top on the press box, um, you lose the the speed of the game. You you see more of the systems and the structure than the speed of the game. Dan, oh. do you see the game slowing down for the Sabers right now? Even from that vintage point, uh, you talk to Razor. He's in the you know in between the benches. I'm sure he gets a better feel for the speed of the game. But you've sensed that the last couple of games, especially the pace, has been way below what we've experienced before. That's an interesting point because even the vantage point where you guys are sitting at on set is a little bit lower and a different view of the game mm -hmm. coming at you on one end and then going away from you on another. But yes, from up top there, you're definitely seeing um, a, a different different feel or the pace of the game. So to answer your question, I've thought for some time here, and I don't know, I haven't had a chance to talk with uh, Coach Granato about this and how he views it. We've, we've had many discussions, as have you, uh, with him, but I have noticed... Uh, I don't want to say us the directness I know when they get the puck is intended, but I just think that there are moments for me when I'm watching that the, the beginning of a play takes a little bit of time to develop. Yeah. Whereas 
I don't know if it was uh, completely every time last year that they had the puck because I'd have to rewind my mind to those moments, but it just seems that the way they want to play, at least in my mind, I'm thinking I'm up there. It's let's get the foot on the throttle. Now let's not wait for, and I understand line changes. I understand waiting for guys to get into a position so you can initiate your game plan. But yes, from where I'm sitting, I am noticing a little bit, and I could be wrong in the noticing, but it's you asked the question that the foot isn't on the pedal as quickly as I think maybe a lot of people are hoping for. And when I say people, it could be fans, our, our, yeah. perspective, our perspective of the game, uh, as opposed to the coaching perspective, which is this is where we need Brian and Marty to be before you even start thinking of moving the puck out of your own zone. Well, I remember last year, Duffer, I used to tell you all the time when we showed the uh, the puck possession, and I'd say, look at the number in the defensive zone. It's almost like the Sabres want to slow the game down. And when they played fast and that number kind of got lower and lower, it was better that way. I find it that, Dan, what you're saying is, you know, to start the play, it takes a while. And at times, yeah. like after the one nothing goal yesterday, I believe, or maybe it was 2 nothing by that point, but in the middle of the first period, Sabres got buzz in the offensive zone. They had gotten themselves going, um, but they couldn't sustain that because I felt like they slowed it down a little bit too much. Um, Ryan Johnson, uh, yeah. you know, obviously he's been – you know, a, a young up and comer that got called up. Maybe we see more call ups. Um, I felt like even last night he had some good looks in the offensive zone. Now it could be score adjusted, and you know, mm. obviously it was five yeah. nothing. So, but what do you see out of Ryan Johnson that gives you the the idea that maybe we see a little bit more of him? Uh, you know, maybe even playing with with Dalene at times if that's possible. Yeah, I've not taken a deep dive into stats as I'm sure you guys have to see exactly what's happening with his ice time and numbers and and positioning and that. But what I noticed right away was when he gets the puck on his stick, he knows where he wants to have that puck go. He doesn't really hesitate on, uh, you know, finding the pass, finding his intended play, and then he puts um, he's got some zip on it too. At least I noticed. Mm -hmm. You know, he he doesn't just kind of. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this over on the you know from right to left. I know he fires that thing tape to tape, and so to me, there's a confidence to his game that obviously comes from playing you know a a, a full tenure at, at school and and coming out and being a little bit older and having a couple of years um, you know under his belt where again he's just allowed to kind of mature into who he is and then obviously find the pace at this level, um, experience a bit of the physicality at this level, and the puck gets dumped behind you and the urgency. But I don't, I don't see the game for him being something that's intimidating him right now, which is great. Learning points will definitely be there for everybody. But I, I've liked that. And the first thing I did see, as I mentioned, was just the way that he gets the puck. He knows where he wants to go with it, and he puts it there, uh, which is really good. And his recovery as well. I mean, sometimes you see him, uh, which I know the Sabres have always wanted to do. Every team's doing it these days. D-men are engaging deep in the offensive zone, uh, and he's pretty quick to get back, which he should be, obviously, at this stage in his career for a young man. Marty, I would say the um, the topic with Ryan Johnson or question right now would be all the way related back to the Tage Thompson injury because you said yeah. with roster spots, it probably doesn't make sense to be carrying eight defensemen right now when you're needing help up front. So no, I think, I think Johnson could point. go down. Yeah. Do they, you know, does Bryson go? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I just think this is just yet another decision that has to likely play itself out here before they can feel like they've found the best possible way to offset the loss of Thompson. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe it's a few more games of uh, being able to evaluate Zach Benson and then see what right. the decision is with Benson, and maybe that allows you to keep Ryan Johnson a little longer. Um, but again, roster, uh, you know, flexibility uh, with three goalies is is always hard, right? You look around the league, teams have carried three goalies, but it makes t- things a little tougher. Um, can I can I can I yeah, ask a question? Ahead. And and mainly of Brian because you've you've watched a lot more Amherst hockey than I've had a chance to, um, aside from just highlights. But I'm sure you've talked about Kulik, but a lot of us wondering how he's playing down there. And obviously the points are there. Uh, it looks good when you look at the stat sheet. Where's his game at as far as what you've seen in, you know, whether he's a guy at some point, a lot of fans are going to say, give him an opportunity, but where is he? Well, I don't think he is positionally where he would be if he came to Buffalo. And that is to say they've been using him as a center and I don't think he'll come to Buffalo as a centerman. So I think that complicates the, uh, the call up, if you will. I, I've, I've, any number of guys that have been called up here, whether it was Byro and then Rusek, um, and obviously they, you know, Benson before that, who earned his spot, and then Savoy, who came in after the recall. Um, I have no problem with any of these guys coming in and playing on the wing on this team. I, I think when healthy, you have more than capable enough depth at center, whether it's Thompson cousins or Middlestat that I would trust that these players would come up and have a chance to do well. I mean, we, we talked about it with the last time Byron Rusa came up, it was like, wow, they're actually being put in positions where they're expected to contribute in a top nine role and not being buried on a fourth line for two minutes where people say, well, he didn't do much. Well, how do you expect him to do much? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think the only way that like, obviously it, Yuri's like I I bristle when people kind of offer these wide brush uh, generic criticisms of young players um and the ones that I have heard people mumble about Yuri Kulik I've never seen the issues they're talking about in the games that I've watched them I, I think he's just made this incredible progression he's still one of the youngest guys in the American Hockey League you know, like he's 19. It's, and I, I think he's, he's absolutely been great. He's, and I don't like using that word too often. He's had a couple of tough <laughs> ones lately because you can't score every game, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just love the path he's on, but that being said, I felt like with all the roster changes the Sabres were going through, it didn't seem like the right time for me to bring Kulik or Rosean up. I was glad that they went with a 25 year old Brandon Byro and a 23-year-old Lucas Rusek, because you need to know how these guys are going to impact moving forward, if they can have an impact moving forward. Sorry, long-winded answer. So. No, I appreciate that. Uh, back to I, your show, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, but uh, honestly, it's a question we're all asked, right? You're walking around, you're you're in and around the community, and people are wondering, uh, why are they calling Kulik up? And yes, positionally, obviously, that's going to be a situation. We've seen um, players get moved with this coaching staff from wing to center, center to wing, and remarkably things have worked out. So I think sometimes that can be a product of familiarity with other players and also Mm -hmm. just an understanding that, yes, there are different responsibilities given the position. I understand that 100%. At the same time, if there is something that you're seeing and the coaching coaching staff is seeing and obviously your general manager is seeing in the play 
of Yuri Kulik. And it's, as you say, if it's a continuing upward slope here and you need to find someone who's got that kind of confidence momentum right now, if it is, we're talking about trying to fill a gap and get some goals here, right? I mean, it's, is Victor Olsen going to step up and play like he did last night every single game? I think if he did, it's not problem completely solved. But if Victor Olsen starts coming in um, on looking for rebounds at the side of the net and kind of that unwatched guy, he's got the shot where you're not going to catch him. He's going to put it in the back of the net like he did last night. If Victor Olsen finds his way to the front of the net, um, you know, working on a one, two, three, forward system in there. And he's the guy that says, okay, I'll, I'll go into that kind of little bumper spot and get me the puck. I'll turn and, and take the shot. I mean, I think that's what people have been waiting for, for a long time from him on a nightly basis. Uh, but to suggest that's going to continue happening going forward. Uh, we it's, it's a little bit of an unknown at this point in time. It's a hopeful for me anyway. Okay. Um, we got to go to break quickly, but I just want to know, um, does Alex Stuck fix a lot of the pace and go and speed that the Sabres have been lacking without him in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's ailing him. I haven't asked him, but whatever it is, if he gets it corrected, there's no doubt. I think he was just starting to kind of find it. He was t- mm-hmm. telling Rob and I the other day, he was just starting to find himself. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt. A lot of players, as you know, in the uh, Eastern Conference specifically, told us last year when we were starting to travel with this team that they didn't realize how fast Alex Tuck could be. Uh, and he was a bit more of a player that they were ready to handle. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They're ready for him now. So let's see when Alex gets back, if he can bring that level again. We got to fly as well. Dan, thank you. We're back to wrap Sabres Live after this. Nothing else comes close. There's uh, less than, almost less than, give me three more seconds, there'll be less than two minutes remaining in the show, starting now. Uh, Marty, um, there is a category that I have mentioned, I, I feel like more in passing, um, that is really, 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 really sticking out to me right now. Okay. Sabres were number one in this category last year. They are 32nd in this category now. Empty net goals? Power play. Power play. Penalty kill. Time differential. Yeah. They earned power plays last year with their pace, with their passing, with their ability to threaten teams offensively. It's not there. And conversely, the opposite is happening. They're not drawing penalties. They're taking too many penalties, which is still a very small sample in today's world. But it all, I think, goes back to that pace word that Don talked about 
at the start of the show yesterday. And I think this is a very important category to measure it by. We're talking last year over the course of the year, they were over 80 minutes to the good. They've only played 16 games. They're already 25 minutes to the bad. If that trend continues, oh my goodness, that's a monstrous number. And I know referees make mistakes. There was a couple of penalties last night. They should have called on Boston and Buffalo would have gotten, you know, a couple of power plays. But what happens is when you're not threatening, when you're not fast, when you're not the team that is fun and moving, you, you don't draw. And right now the Sabres don't draw penalties because of that. And Alex Tuck should be a full go at practice tomorrow, according to Don Granato. And yet there is no target date for Thompson's return Fewer than two months is the best that the coach could offer at this moment. Uh, yeah, it's probably six to eight, right? That would be fewer than two months. That is uh, probably the best case scenario when you look at what happened to Tage last night. All right, my friend. Enjoy the rest of today. We'll see. Bring gloves. You don't. You want to handle those frozen turkeys with care. We'll see you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 